This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Fort Meg's CrossFit. Fort Meg's CrossFit, uh, I, I say it every week and I feel dumb saying it, but this I can't help but thank them enough. This this office has been great. This They let me use their space. Uh, now I have uh, two camera angles, so let me know what you, what you all think about that uh, coming up on this episode. Um, but they, they've been a great partner, and uh, I'm hoping... You know, once softball moves off of Sundays, I'm going to switch my recording schedule around. So, see enough, I can start taking some classes here. I haven't been able to do it just time-wise, but uh, I'm going to start taking classes and, and hopefully, you know, report back on on how I feel. And uh, hopefully, it's good. Uh, if I start not making episodes, then uh, then we got an issue. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thanks to them as always. Uh, this is a, a great episode. The, my guest today has been a friend of mine for a long time. He's a new football coach at uh, Eastwood High School. Um, we get into a lot of stuff, but like I said a couple weeks ago, trying to shorten these interviews so much where I forgot to do them last week. So, uh, uh, But I'm excited for you all to listen. It was, it was a great, great uh, conversation. So without further ado, here's my guest. I'm Sam Cotterman, and this is the Nerd Bowl Podcast. Is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher? Awesome, Sam. Thanks uh, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was I, at first. I looked at the microphone. I go, I think you're a little too far away. But then I forgot your voice projects pretty pretty good. You've been coaching I've, a long time. To... I've heard that. Yeah, I've yeah. Heard that. Especially <laughs> well, in the gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it bounces off. There's like four four Sams in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, again, thanks for coming on here. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, I actually had a request for you to come on. Uh, I just never made it work. Uh, Juan Liang emailed the podcast and asked. He's like, I think Coach Cotterman would be a good person to have Who on. Who did? So, uh, Juan Liang. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I haven't. <laughs> I talk about him often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, he emailed and actually asked him if he wanted to come on too, but he was busy with like finals at the time or something. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, um, obviously we know each other through coaching, um, and now you, we will get into it, but now you're the new head coach at Eastwood football, which is awesome, man. I'm, I'm so excited for you because I know this, we we talk a lot about it through, through the years about wanting to be head when I mean, both of us wanted to be head coach. Yeah. So I'm glad you're able to do it. Was there, was there ever a time where you're like, man, I don't think this is ever going to happen? Um, not even at Eastwood, but just in general. No, I guess I never really thought that, uh, you know, I, people around me very supportive, you know, just said, you know, when the time's right, it'll come. And, yeah. and I kind of told myself that too, you know, through the past couple of years, I really feel like uh, everything's going to happen for a reason. And, you know, if it happens, that's what God wants me to do. If it doesn't, then, you know, it's okay. You yeah. know, I was very happy at Perrysburg and I've been doing it for a long time and, and I was happy with that. But if the opportunity became to be a head coach again, you know, I, I'd be excited for it and, yeah, and this all happened sudden too. I mean, it was like I didn't even think I was making jokes around. I'm like, uh, I don't think they even want to talk to me because I never even got a, <laughs> I haven't heard anything. And then, uh, yeah, it just all happened fast. That's cool, man. That's cool. But like I said, we'll get on all, all into it. The, the first thing I, w- I do want to ask is I ask it to everybody is, what is something you've been nerding out about lately? Something you're super into? Uh, it's a hobby. Uh, something you've been doing a long time or just started? I don't know, books, cooking anything something that uh kind of gets your mind away you can kind of escape and just do this thing for whatever i can't really say anything new because after taking this position my life's been uh, <laughs> really focused on that yeah um 
you know, other than coaching my daughter's t-ball team, but yeah, I, okay. uh, there's a new thing for me that uh, we just had our first game yesterday, and uh, that was an eye opener. Um, <laughs> I uh, I so when I started coaching, I they didn't have t-ball. Yeah. So uh, this is new to me. Like I uh, I did coach pitch, but even that just like. All right, you got to learn stuff like every day. You're like, all right, well, I can't do that anymore. I should do this, you know. Well, then we have our practices in April, and we had one practice. Yeah. We had yeah. one that uh, I moved up, but I didn't have all of the um, the app that they wanted us to use. Mm-hmm. So I sent it over the um, the website, and it didn't work, so nobody got it. <laughs> so um, I think I had like two people show up. Um, so we had one full practice, yeah. and yeah. So I'm not saying it would have been much better, but I think it would have been a little more organized. <laughs> now, were you asked to do it? Because I know this has happened before where, like, hey, we need we need another coach. Well, my wife said something to me that, uh, you know, hey, they need coaches. Would you mm-hmm. want a coach? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, and then, I yeah. So And then you're like, like oh, you got, we need a head coach. <laughs> well, so then the first game, and I'm like, even I have an assistant coach, and I'm like, I don't know if there's any way two people could do this. Like, you oh. almost need – Someone at least, you know, in the bases or at least at first and third to like, hey, this time run that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, see the person down there, go run to them after you hit the ball. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I'll have, hey, point to where you're going <clears throat> and they'll point in the right direction. Yeah. And then they'll hit the ball and run in the other direction. So. <laughs> they get excited, man. <clears throat> yeah. They're, yeah. They're definitely excited. That's the good thing, though, about that. And even T Ball and Coach Pitch is like, well, we're just getting the kids out here, learning some stuff every once in a while. If someone yeah. like can throw it, Every, you know, make a good throw or he stopped the ball with their glove and not their body. You know, like, I'm watching my, I'm watching these guys now. And then I'm asking my brother, I'm like, so you guys actually pitch to the kids? Cause my nephew's in the, the coach's pitch. Okay. And I'm thinking, wow, that's awesome that they have grown that far in the yeah. past like year or two that they can do that. Cause you know, we're struggling to hit the T. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. They, yeah, they, the younger groups are the ones that you can notice change really mm-hmm. fast. Cause yeah. I, I remember when Mateo and Lillian, they both did uh, coach pitch, but like at the beginning of the season, there's like two kids that can hit, yeah. but then at the end of the season, at, at least everyone's getting one hit, you know? Yeah. And it's so, I like beat seeing that part of that's it. That's awesome though. I mean, heck, yeah. that's why we coach, right? Yeah. To see that progress made. And yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That'll be fun to see with these guys. Cause there is such big things because we're, you know, we're also used to coaching high school kids yeah. and where you're trying to change like, Hey, uh, you got to move six inches this way, you know? And then then even when they finally get that kind of stuff, you're like, yes, we've been telling you for weeks now, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's such tiny things because they're good athletes, right? Yeah. So they can do all those other yep. things. But but the level of excitement doesn't change with what you're teaching them. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and um, so T-ball is new for you. You even just said before we started that that was the first time you've been at Municipal. Yeah. Uh, all the fields. Yep. I've ran by it many times. So I used yeah. to take runs from the uh, HAC. But yeah, first time I'd actually been in there or at a field. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really nice. Uh, Chris Oros is the one who who like takes care of the oh, fields. Really? Yeah, cool. he's been doing it for a long time. He's really good, actually. I was I was uh, waiting for a text from him or somebody else to say our fields are good or not for today. So yeah. I'm crossing my fingers. It's been so rainy and cold, and everything just gets canceled. Just I mean, you had one practice, yeah. you know. So so yeah. we're trying to trying to get these things in. Well, I do have something else I'll tell you that yeah. maybe you don't even know about me, but something I would say I nerd out about, but it's not new. Probably ever since I was in college. Okay. Uh, then not, I don't know how many people know about me, but uh, so when more in the winter, um, I enjoy baking. Oh yeah. So I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. yeah. So 
when things are a little slower, mm-hmm. especially over the holidays, I, I'll grab an adult beverage and and uh, bake some cookies. Yeah. Like Snicker, I love Snickerdoodles. Oh, those are good. Um, yeah. So I know looking at me, you can tell I like <laughs> cookies, but not many people know that I enjoy baking. That's um, cool, man. Yeah. What's uh, besides? Uh, is it just like cookies, or do you do cakes? Yeah, no, just cookies. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a big cake guy. Okay. Uh, I like brownies, but <clears throat> you know, that's you know, throw some eggs and stuff in. You know, I don't know. It's time can you know it just takes some time and yeah. putting all this stuff together and my kids love to help now yeah you know but yeah i did it even when i was in college i'd go home and <laughs> bake some snickerdoodles or something and you bake two dozen you're like who are these for me yep <laughs> yeah well when covid hit i was really you know, oh yeah. we were home and yeah and the holidays and, and i would sit there and bake cookies and my brother gets so mad because i'd be like hey cookie delivery so i'd go over and drop cookies <laughs> off and uh and some other friends i'd drive around and yeah yeah, drop off cookies. That was funny. I can imagine a college, high school, or a college student, Sam, like in his uh, apartment, and you're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And there's like a thousand football players over there trying to get cookies. Oh yeah. Well, I would never have all this stuff. I would go home and do it. Oh yeah. Say, yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to use all your ingredients for my parents, but I'll leave you some cookies, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Do your does your mom or dad cook or bake? Is this uh, something you I mean, up my mom does in the holidays, and she yeah. did when we were younger, but you know. She was kind of backwards. She works full time now, so she's oh really? Like, you know, when we were younger. <clears throat> she was stay at home mom. My dad was always yeah. working, uh, but yeah, um, you know, she would bake. But now she like works a lot now that we're gone. So yeah, wow, that's 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 funny. That's I guess um, you get to a point where, especially if you're stay at home mom, you get to a point where like, well, I'm still staying home, but. My yep. kids aren't here. Yep. You know, the, the reason I'm here, the reason I'm home is is gone. Yeah, my dad's a truck driver, so he's oh, gone wow. a lot. And so, yeah. yeah, so she works at uh, the Wood County Hospital. Okay, so. all right. Wow, yeah, my mom, uh, I've said it before, she's going to work until the day she dies. Like, yep. she's she just, she has to be doing something, moving around, doing things. My dad always says when she gets home, like, she's like a robot, yep. takes her batteries out, she just falls asleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my parents will probably be the same. Yeah. Yeah, my, my dad is a professional retiree, so he yeah. uh, he's really good. He's at got it. it down. Yeah, yeah. I wish my dad would, but no, I yeah. think he's gonna keep going. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I know you you uh, went to Elmwood. Uh, we actually had the same head football coach when we were in high school. Uh, he came over to Perrysburg, Coach Frank. Um, did you grow up out there your whole life? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I grew up in Signet. So oh, okay, okay. Uh, Elmwood's you know a bunch of small towns in the country put together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in Signet. Okay. And then, uh, but yeah, I grew up there my entire life. Was it? Do you guys like on a farm or anything, or just have big big property, or just a house? No, we had yeah, just a small house in Signet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our friends had. Um, farms, you know, we would go and bale hay in the summer. Okay. Um, sometimes leave football workouts and then go bale hay. Really? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I actually, funny story when I, uh, got this job and I went to, uh, uh the athletic boosters website and, mm-hmm. um, the, it would be the brother-in-law or the uncle of a guy I used to bale hay for. He's from, he, he lives in Eastwood okay. and he was at this raffle. So he came up and we were sharing stories about, Back in the day when I used to bale hay with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so when we baled hay with the sun, you know, it was always kind of a little more fun, lighthearted, you know, maybe yeah. we didn't work as hard. Sure. But then uh, dad would show up <laughs> and get on our tail like, this ain't enough bales, you know. And Well, yeah, because it always, I mean, whenever there's, I mean, some work is getting done, but it's never enough when there's not an adult there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we we were more doing it for the workout, too. So sure, it was yeah. like, <laughs> come on, man, we're tired. <laughs> but no, it was a great workout. 
Wow, that yeah, that's cool. Uh, did you you have? I know you have a twin, uh, and you have you have two brothers actually, right? Yep. Uh, and is that the only siblings you have? I have a sister too. Oh, that's right. Okay, you have younger sister. Right. So are Steve all... and I are the the twins are the oldest. Okay, and then my sister, and then a little brother. Okay, are they, and they have everyone around here still? Yeah, yep. My sister uh, lives in Bowling Green uh, with her husband, and um, you know my twin lives here in Perrysburg. Yeah, uh, we've never been able to get too far apart. <laughs> and uh, other than when he lived in Columbus for a while, um, but and then my little brother is living down um, between like Finley, Ottawa. Okay. All right. When you were growing up, um, did you get along with Steve? Steve's your twin. Did you get along with him? Yeah. 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 Probably not as close as we, I mean, we probably fought a little bit. Not, yeah. I mean, we fought as kids. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, always had those battles. But it was kind of one of those things where it's okay for me to do it, but nobody else is allowed to do it. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll rag on him or I'll give him a hard time, uh, you know, but uh, nobody else can. But I, I think that probably went both ways. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and as I, I know, because I know you guys have a really good relationship now. Yeah. And as you get older, I think it, I, that worked with, with my siblings too. Like mm-hmm. as we got older, it was just we'd be, you're adults, and you yeah. and you can you know you have adult conversations, and you realize like oh that's just kid stuff, you right? Know? So yeah, I mean, and you know when when uh, you know he gets frustrated with me and calls me an idiot, or I do the same thing to him, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like all right, we've already been down that road, and we can <laughs> as adults take it a little better than yeah. I guess in my teen years when he called, and then I was like, what'd you say? You want to? <laughs> You want to go out and fight? You're like, I get it. We're both idiots. Now yeah. let's figure out this problem. Right. <laughs> did, did you play, when you were little, did you play uh, other other sports? I, I was assuming you played football most of your life and wrestled. I know that. But did you do any any other things? Yeah, well, you know, growing up in, you know, at Elmwood and living in Signet, you know, obviously we would get all the, everybody in Signet, which, you know, not a huge town, mm-hmm. but we'd get everybody we could together and go play football. But um, it was mainly baseball, and then we'd go up and play basketball, but organized wise it was really only baseball and we would travel around but we couldn't start football until we were in junior high okay so you know we would at our camp in the summer camp we would go to the youth camp where we had flag football oh um games at the end of camp um but yeah until it was really that mentally when you loved sports like when you got to junior high it was like all right here we go seventh grade you know we get into organized sports and we can start playing together you know um but yeah, I mean, we played everything. We got town to play basketball. Yeah, um, you know, go over and play softball, baseball, whatever we could. In high school, was it just football and wrestling for you? I did track did you? for a couple of years. Okay, um, you know, never really got it down. So I was, you know, I, I stayed the same for a couple of years. You know, I was throwing like forties, um, but then a couple of guys got better, and because uh, I would mainly just lift. You know, it was pretty un structured for us they okay. just like because we were football players at heart so they'd be like you hey, know go lift and then go throw a couple yeah, yeah. you know um but by the time i was a senior i got to the point where well they had two guys that were steve one my brother was better than me and then another guy that was really good so i was like ah, i don't need yeah <laughs> they don't need me so yeah um i like yeah i love shot shot and this and i've talked about that before so i i like it and it is one of those things where if you're not i mean yes you should probably lift and do all that stuff too but yeah. if you're not working on technique right you know like we talk, talked about at the beginning like all these little adjustments yeah. then, then you aren't gonna which is what i didn't do yeah you know i just went out and threw the thing i never really like learned the technique and yeah you know i probably could i mean obviously with my size probably been pretty good at it i just didn't yeah well i mean like you said you had other things yeah. in mind that you wanted to do yeah was was wrestling uh, was wrestling a staple for you too? Like when you were younger, or was that something? As you got older? No, actually, I, I feel like I was a bit of a baby when I was a, a kid. I yeah. just, I, you know, 
yeah, it was tough, and I, I think it took me a little bit to mature, and I was kind of a baby about it. Steve yeah. was much better at it than I was. Um, and then as I got, you know, I started to mature, believe it or not. So I think it was my seventh grade year I went out for basketball. Okay. Um, and then my eighth grade year I wrestled. And then my freshman year I didn't even wrestle. I actually was on the bowling team. Oh, really? Yeah. And then uh, the wrestling coach talked me into coming back out my sophomore year. Okay. And then – those years through my sophomore to my senior year, I really saw what wrestling had done for me, not not only transforming my body, because I was big, mm-hmm. um, but if you would have saw me my freshman, sophomore year to my junior and senior year, I was a much different athlete, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, wrestling, I mean, did that for me, not to mention the hand fighting and the leverage type stuff that wrestling helped with, but um, yeah, that, it was, I mean, I was a much better shape and a much better football player being a wrestler. So yeah. I think that's why I love wrestling so much. Cause I see what it does for, you know, other sports. Well, it's no secret that, you know, you were the head football coach at Perrysburg and we, we've always had, regardless of the size of our offensive line, we've mm-hmm. always had good offensive linemen. Cause you understand, like you said, even though they're not wrestlers themselves, you understand what, what that takes just being a coach and saying yeah. like, Hey, do this or do it like this or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why I told them, <clears throat> I've told people before when I swear I don't remember the size of the guys, but when I first got to Perrysburg in uh, 2007, um, we didn't have the biggest guys. I, I want to say only one of them might have been over 200 pounds, uh, but those dudes were tough, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'll never forget Justin Forgash. They called him Caveman because uh, he had long hair, uh, but you know he would constantly come out of the game like, "What are you doing?" And he had blood like dripping down like his eyes and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Wow. Uh, because he just put his nose into somebody, yeah. you know, and he, he was 160 pounds, yeah. I think. Um, but we went to the, that was the first year we had went to the division one state playoffs. We were D one that year mm. and, uh, and they only took top eight, not yeah. like now when they take everybody. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. And we, you know, we were a pretty good squad, really not athletically as much as just tough, mm-hmm. you know, tough group. And, you know, I think that's what coach Kriegel had changed, but. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that can just having some level of toughness, you know, will elevate mm-hmm. those kind of athletes to. Not necessarily, you can't put them side by side with with like these guys are really skilled, yep. but it raises them up enough to where they can compete with those kind of people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, so I'll go back to to high school. I know you went to University of Finley to yep. play football. How was your recruiting process, or what was that like when you were in high school? I started getting letters and stuff from schools um my sophomore year Mm -hmm. and at the time being a kid from you know elmwood or signet ohio i was like holy moly i got this note from nebraska that wants you know just saying hello and 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 then they started to come as you go through and i was getting a ton and you know um schools would stop by Mm -hmm. and say hello and i just think to get a visual of you and look at you and stuff and uh um so I can't remember a whole lot, but I just remember being invited to camps and stuff. And Coach Frank would take us. We went to Michigan and, and uh, you know, a beautiful one. We went to West Point, mm. and that was, uh, that was beautiful. That was uh, an overnight trip where we stayed down there, Steve and I both. And, um, yeah, <laughs> don't talk to Steve about that because he, <laughs> um, you know, they, they did the whole thing where, you know, they put your number and name up on the, uh, the big screen mm-hmm. and, uh, from Signet, Ohio, and um, but yeah, when it was all said and done, um, I was kind of a homebody. Mm-hmm. I guess I've been around Northwest Ohio my entire life. Yeah, so. yeah. Wasn't Steve going to go there? 
Oh, he was all set. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, he was all set, and I can't remember. I think it was just me, not you know, like maybe he wanted to stick around with me or okay. or what. He was dead set on it, and um, but you know, I don't know. I yeah. just been around my entire life and never thought, you know, how was it going to be living in New York? How many games are family? You know, our parents going to be able to make? Yeah, and uh, so yeah, Dan Simrel, uh from Finley had called and said, you know what? If you can make it work at Finley, you know, I'll go to Finley. So, and Steve followed me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I remember visiting Finley. Uh, this was in, probably in 2002 or 2003. Mm-hmm. And it went in the, in the weight room. I'm like, this is a college weight room? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, which uh, probably Coach Frank would probably laugh at because I, n- I never went to weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, I was not, that was just, I just wasn't into it. And. Uh, but going in there, I'm like, man, this is weird, you know, but I almost w- went to Finley too. I even put a deposit down and everything to go yeah. there. And then I just decided not to do it. And you know, one thing that I love about it is I think me coming from Elmwood might've helped too, because you know, we had a small weight room, mm-hmm. but for me, it was all we had and it was nice, you know, cause we, we would work our butt off in there. Yeah. So when I got to Finley and it's all theirs, it, though it wasn't that big, but it looked, it was still a step up, yeah. I, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, and between Cal Deanst and, and Chad Wagner, I mean, obviously they did a, a great job, mm-hmm. you know, because we were always repping out, you know, strong dudes and uh, athletic guys. So, you know, it always worked. And then now I see it now and it's like, oh, man, this is awesome. And, you know, <laughs> and it just as everything else just continues to improve. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you got to feel good when your program, you know, the program you're a part of is, is progressing and getting yeah. things better and getting better athletes because of it. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know how that goes with the weight room. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you did you just play football or did you wrestle there? I just played football. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. Steve, after uh, I think he had his second lease on life because he after recovering from cancer, yeah, he yeah. Um, went out for wrestling too. So it'd be like we get done with a six a.m. football workout, yeah. and then he'd be going to wrestling practice, or <laughs> you know he'd be you know the wrestlers at some point I can't remember when it was during their off season workouts would be running by like our house where we lived at yeah. our apartment. And, you know, so I'd be coming down, and there goes Steve in the morning running. Like, see, I'm going to class oh or weight room, wherever I was going. But, yeah, yeah he was deviling it up. Um, he's, But he's a, he's an animal, though. That yeah. dude, you know, I, yeah. I, I always think it's, it's, it was so perfect when you were coaching offensive line and he was coaching defensive line, how, how like, perfectly fit your mindsets, both of you. And still today, I, I think about that. The, just the different – I mean, I no wonder he was – a better defensive player than I was. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, he was a great offensive player too, but um, when it comes into schemes and stuff and, you know, in the wing T when we were in high school, it was like, Hey, you're going to go knock that guy over, yeah. you know? So it was pretty easy. Whereas mm-hmm. in college, it was more fun for me because it was like different things could happen. So yeah. it's like, Hey, you, if, if this gap is uncovered, you're going to work with this guy up to this gap. And mm-hmm. if this linebacker does this and this, it could change what you do. So, there's a lot more thinking involved where I think that's my – I'm a little better yeah. at than Steve-O, whereas Steve is aggressive. And yep. he wants an assignment, and he wants to go get it. And uh, that's why we used to make fun of the the guys in college, the linemen, because we're like, you guys are just like dogs. Go chase after the ball. <laughs> go get the ball. Go yeah. get the ball. We used to tell her, yeah, well, that, that was funny. That was exactly like my, my older brother and myself. Like, same thing. I, I like being able to, to think about what I have to do. I like being able to also – like I know what the defense is doing. Like they're gonna try to get the ball, yep. and like I know I have to stop them, and, and by moving them this or that way or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But my, my my brother was just pin his ears back and just go. Yep. Like it, it doesn't matter. And that was perfect for him because he had 
ADD, so he couldn't like get these plays down. He couldn't do all this stuff. So process. Go on, yes. That. So yeah. just go there and be quick. Yep. You know. <laughs> but okay. I, I always like that's such the. Both of you were the epitome of being the line, what line you coach, yeah. you know, because it, it just it fit perfect, yep. you know. And and sometimes those guys that play defense can't coach it because they are too much like, yeah. just go. I, I don't understand how to say it. Just do it, yep. you know. But he was really good at those yeah. details too, yeah. you know. So it, it was cool to to see you guys like because because you're right you did you guys did do your fair share of making fun of each other, you yeah. know? <laughs> so that was fun too. Oh yeah, I'll tell you that I don't know if I ever told you this story, but in college. Um, there was a time when he, uh, so I was just recovering from knee surgery. So mm-hmm. I was coming back and, um, they were doing one-on-ones and I was the guard and he was the nose guard. So we battled all the time, but he, um, so we did a, it was pass protection one-on-ones. So honestly, he whooped me. Like mm-hmm. I went to set, he did something. I don't remember, but he kicked my butt and I'm like, heck with that. Get your butt back up here. Yeah. So Right off the snap of the ball, I just clubbed the back of his helmet and knocked his face into the ground. And then I put my knee in the back of his helmet. Yeah, He's trying to get up, you know, and I wouldn't let him up. So when I finally let him up, I just let him up and walked away. Yeah, And he took his helmet off and threw it at me. <laughs> and uh, I didn't see it. I yeah. only saw it past me, but it went yeah. right by my knee that I had just had surgery on. Yeah, But it was funny because they videoed it. So we oh. had the end zone cam and... Uh, <laughs> Out of everything that happened, they were more angry that he had it. His helmet had bounced off of the end zone camera, like uh, the leg of it, yeah. you know, as it went up. So, but yeah, so we, they had the whole thing on film. Oh, so gosh. we were able to watch that. That was interesting. <laughs> that it, it's got to be cool to be able to. Obviously, you're when we talk, you're, he's not just your brother; he's your twin. Mm-hmm. But to be able to like do all these things together yeah and obviously you have to have a good relationship in order to do that otherwise you know he went to west point and you would have came to finley right yeah so a lot different yeah so so it's cool to always be like i know last summer my my little sister helped me coach softball like it's just like a cool thing to to have family like want to do what you want to do yeah yeah Yeah, it's awesome and you guys had that for your whole life yep right yeah Yeah. i mean you know being twins in the same size even with wrestling Mm -hmm. we were you know drill partners so that's the, if you ever talk to Dave Lee at Elmwood, he'll tell you the holes in the or the the dents in some of the things around, you know, because you know one of us would lose to the other at practice, and you know it gets pretty competitive. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're at Finley, uh, did you did you realize what you wanted to do? Like you're 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 playing football, you're watching your brother run uh, down the street, you're going to class. Did you know what you wanted to do? At- no, yeah. I mean you know. We, my parents were both working at a very early age and my, you know, my dad, when we were, my parents had us, my dad was 19 and my mom was seven, 18, mm-hmm. I think. So, you know, they didn't go to college. They started a family. And, um, so we had no, like nobody had went to college. We yeah. were the first ones. So when we went, you know, in my mind, it was, I just want to play football. And, um, you know, then you get there and you're sitting down with everybody about picking out a degree and, it's like, oh, you know, I loved, you know, physical education was always, and like, I always loved the weight room. Mm-hmm. So I chose, but I didn't choose the right one. I, the, the band that I took was strength conditioning slash physical education, but it wasn't like the educational piece. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, I enjoyed the weight room. And by the time, so after I had um, started college, my advisor had retired and then I kind of got lost in the shuffle. And they, they, he had to be doing another strength and conditioning guy, so he just you know did his job and yeah. and carried me down that path. 
Um, but when everybody was starting their student teaching, I was like, oh, why am I doing that? Oh, no. So then I found out it was like not the teaching piece. Okay. And it wasn't a big deal because, again, I was just there to play football and yeah. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when I got done playing and I, I had my degree in strength conditioning and personal training, and then I, I was like, oh, what do I do now? Well, I love to coach. I want to stay around the game. Mm-hmm. So I GA'd for uh, Dan Simrel and for two years, and whew, that's a tough job yeah. um, when you're having to do all that stuff um, for nothing, really, other yeah. than you know grad school getting paid for, which is great. But um, when I got done, you know, the kind of reality set in of if I wanted to stay in college coaching, and you see guys who even coached, you know, for us, but maybe got let go or, or had to move on, and it's like, where are they moving on to? Mm. Oh, I'm going to go over to South Carolina or. <laughs> And like I said, Missouri, even with, just yeah. moving everywhere. And it's like even when I said not going to West Point, yeah, I'd never left Northwest Ohio. So I thought, you know, I would love to find a place that I don't have to worry about moving every mm-hmm. four or five years if things don't go well. So I contacted Roger Frank and and uh, he, I said, "Am I looking for an old line coach?" And uh, <laughs> he put me in touch with Matt Kriegel. And, oh wow! And I've been here ever since. Yeah. Uh, when did when were you able to was grad school when you were able to do your student teaching because you left the part out but I was like wait when did you do it or what happened no actually I didn't so oh okay I, I got my because they didn't have a master's in strength conditioning so I actually got my master's degree in education while I was GAing but I, oh. I didn't have my undergrad in it. it it was called physical education but it wasn't the educational piece okay okay so not until uh, I got hired in two thousand and seven and then uh, Mike Short had given me a job in the high school. Um, and gave me some other things to do because I did have my master's in education. Yeah. Uh, but then when I got rift, uh, with the budget stuff in 2010, I actually went back to school in 2010 through 2012 and finished everything. Oh, okay. finished, got my teaching license as well as finishing up my administrative okay. stuff so I could be, you know, principal assistant principal as well, uh, because I already had my master's. So I got all that done then. And then fortunately for me, a job came available in 2013 and I was able to become a phys ed teacher. Yeah, so. man, that is, uh, that is a lot of school. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> really I didn't quick, even, too, I, I didn't realize really how much past my master's, you know, and then I, I, as I was kind of preparing for this, you know, getting everything around for Eastwood and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I have my master's plus like, I couldn't even tell like 50 or something. <laughs> it's like, I cannot believe I went to school that much. <laughs> <laughs> got to give me a doc. I need to be a doctor, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. Because I mean, I say it, and most teachers are like, yeah, that's just normal, right? You just do this kind of stuff. Yeah. But me, I was like, I went to, I got my two year degree, and I'm like, see ya. I'm I'm not yeah. doing any more classes. <laughs> I do these, you know, I do some trainings every once in a while. I get certificates. The hardest test I ever took was to be a certified playground inspector. Yeah. Uh, and I got to do that every three years, and that's like a, it's like a three day thing. But like, I just. I can't imagine. Even when I was, I, I was at UT for seven years, and I could have taken classes for free. And I'm like, I just oh, yeah. no. I just that's a lot. Yeah, know? I tell myself I'm never going to go take another class again. But the, I think listen to you talk about that test you took the for the playground. Yeah. You know, this past summer I went and took my CDL class. Yeah, yeah. To drive a bus now, so yeah. I've been doing that as well. So <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you never really. And I always thought that you never stop learning anyway. Yeah. But. As far as classes go, I hope I'm done with those. Yeah, we'll, well see. a lot, and and hopefully a lot of those are like, hey, we're just meeting at the most. Like we're meeting once a week for the next eight weeks or yeah. something, you know. As opposed to like, all right, here's the first semester yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, every day three hours or every other day three hours a day. Yeah, yeah, 
ain't got that time anymore. No, and especially with kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, you you talked about getting hired by by Coach Kriegel, uh, and what what was it like coming in? Because you have you coached besides being a GA, you haven't you didn't coach at any other level of football, nope. right? Yep. So was it was there like a big difference for you coming from college to to high school and trying to figure out like how to coach high school kids or how to coach in general down here? Uh, you know, I've been here so long, I don't really remember that sure. transition as much. Uh, but it, to me, it's not a huge difference. If if the difference would be is the younger kids, so mm-hmm. you know the kids that are, you know, eighteen, nineteen, into college are were much different than getting those fifteen year olds, mm-hmm. you know, coming into high school. Um, but mentally it wasn't, um, the change because I, I was coaching the same thing then, um, with those guys, it was the physical aspect of then trying to, because Matt also let me run the weight room, okay. uh, which obviously was a passion of mine. Um, so really it was ultimately then about how to get those guys. Cause that was a piece I didn't have to worry about in college. They had a oh. great coach and they were, but then I was thinking, all right, how do I get these guys that are 15 to progress in the weight room mm-hmm. to, you know, make them better football players and athletes, you know, because obviously Matt and I both agree, you know, to play, you know, baseball, basketball, wrestling, you know, and get those track and get those other sports in. Yeah. Um, so how to make them better athletes, um, you know, is probably the biggest change for me as coaching goes. Yeah. And some of those kids you see as a freshman, like, because we've talked about it, like, I don't know where, where this person's going to fit in or maybe might be a special teamer by the time he's senior year. And then yeah. senior year rolls around and, you know, he's been starting for two years and, you know, he's an all-league player. And you're yeah. like, man, how did that and happen? And those are great stories, yeah, you yeah. know, that, that those kids. Because, I mean, especially as big as Perrysburg is getting, and it's like you spend all this time with these kids and, mm-hmm. and, and you, you get that relationship and you have so much love for them and you would love to see them all be on the field and yeah. and being successful and, and getting these – all league, whatever, you know, all mm-hmm. the, the stuff that comes with that. Uh, but it's just not possible, you know, and you can't do that. Um, so that is hard. And, you know, it's what sometimes I think parents get angry at a coach, but it's like, it's hard for me too, yeah. you know, but I also have a job to do. And, and this is just kind of the, the way that it goes is the, you know, the best 11 are going to be on the field. And I would love for things to be different and us to be able to have six different teams, yeah. you know, so everybody gets, you know, a chance to get out there. Um, but, but it doesn't, but when you see those kids that you don't know, it's like, oh man, he's, you know, he's fourth right now. And, and the guys be in front of are younger. Yeah. I don't know if he, how he's going to, you know, he's such a hard worker. I don't know how it's going to pan out. And then, you know, you see, you know, this past year, Brock Falkenstein, it's yeah. like, you know, where's he going to be at? You know, he works his butt off. He's a yes sir, no sir kid, you know, you know, but he's got some big dudes in front of him that are athletic, which is a big change from how Perrysburg has grown from yeah. last year in 2007. Some of those guys come back. It's like, holy moly, this is your <laughs> offensive line? It wasn't like this in 2007. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's a, a guy that he's like, oh, how's it going to work out? And then, you know, senior year, and he takes the bull by the horns, and he was all those, um, you know, all league all the accolades, and the yeah. district stuff. And, you know, I don't follow that stuff as much because, I, you know, just I just love coaching those guys. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, it's good for them. Yeah. I'm sure they love it. I loved it when I was in high school. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, I still, yeah, I still got a trophy just in my garage. I looked at it the other day. I was clean. I was like, oh, this thing's still around. <laughs> it's, like, falling apart and stuff. I got, like, I don't – like, I, I, I told my wife, I was like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with this? This, right. this thing's 20 years old. I don't know, like – That's my wife, yeah. you know, every now and again. Her uh, mom will – my mother-in-law will bring her something, like – a plaque or a trophy yeah. or something and she's like where am i gonna put this what yeah. am i gonna do with this but yeah you have all that stuff and yeah 
But I, uh, you, you brought up a good point when you're talking about Brock. I was talking to uh, Pete Smith, Mitchell Smith's dad, yeah. right? And I was yeah. talking to him. Uh, his younger son plays in the same league. Mateo plays in it for baseball. And I, I always ask about Mitchell. And Mitchell was doing. another one too. Yeah, that's I why mean, I bring him up. Like I, I even told I, to this day. I just told him the story two days ago. To this day, I, I was telling his dad. I go. I remember coaching him as a freshman, and I had to replace him in the starting mm-hmm. lineup because he just wasn't doing well. And I was like, which happens. You know, it sucks. We talked about, it, like, it's just not something you have to do, but it's for the betterment of the team. Yep. But what I what digs me all this time is I was a new coach, and, like, what I neglected to do was explain to him why I'm doing this. So yep. he went home, and it's like, yeah, coach replaced me, but I don't know why. Like he didn't tell me. So I then his I think his parents emailed or called and his, they they're like, We understand like what's happening, but he doesn't because you didn't tell him. I'm like, Oh shit, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. That was just something. So I even I told him that two days ago. I was like, it still tears me up. But I asked him about it because he used to, you know, almost uh, not really care about school. He wasn't a really good student. And then yeah. as he got older in the high school, he got really better. And his dad, every time I t- talked to him, he's like, yeah, he's on the Dean's list. You know, he's doing really good. He's the only, he was the only freshman lineman to travel with Heidelberg. You know, he's taking a lot of the first reps this spring, you know, you know, that's how, why I love coaching this age you, to see those kids mature. Yeah. You know, I even talked to Scott Buecher about this. Cause there's some kids that leave HPI and I'd be like, Oh man, they drove me nuts. And he'll be like, but he'll say, you know, they, they seventh, especially eighth grade, they mature so much, and yeah. then I'll see them maybe when they're a freshman in high school or their eighth grade year, and it's like, wow, they did. Yeah. And then you see that even some kids that'll do that in high school, and you know Mitchell, I remember, you know him in in uh, you know I'd show him, we'd be like, watch a film. He's like, Mitchell, I know you got more than this. What are you doing? You yeah. know, because I am the guy. Like whether he's doing his job for me when I see him on scout team, it's like, well, if he's going to do that on scout team, I'm not sure how he's going to pan out. You know, yeah. in the future, yeah. you know, and he would, you know, take plays off and stuff. But then he hit somewhere in there that maturity, and he and he grew. And then, I mean, by the time he was his, his senior year, even from his junior to his senior year, the progress that he made. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're watching, he's knocking people over, yeah. and yeah. and kind of found that some aggression because you know he was a kind dude too. So it's yes. like, hey, yeah. Mitchell, get angry. <laughs> it's all right to be when that was you can be angry there, yeah. and then help the dude up. It's okay, yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah, and he's another one that has done a great job. Yeah, it it like you said, it is fun to see see that part of it. And if yeah. you co- if you're coaching any length of time, you're always going to have those yeah. types of stories. Right? Yeah, I mean, you have the dudes that come up, you know, like a a, a Kate or Grant Zimmerly that you just know, yeah. are going to be like, yeah, they're going to be good. Yeah, you know, but you you don't get five of those. Yeah, and, and <laughs> then you know you got all right. So who's going to kind of rise to the top in these other groups to kind of make up these five and and, and those that's just another fun thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. But again, like we were saying earlier, it's not. Uh, it's fun to see that, but it's also tough because you have some kids that are, you know, I'll have thirty guys in my group, you know, because you know they, they ain't fast enough. They'll get, you know, come down to the linemen. But that's why I always say we're the best athletes on the field. But you know, you have some guys that don't get out there, and it's like, man, they work so hard. You know, yeah. looking this past year, Jack did a great job, and he could have gone in there, and he did. You yeah. know, when Cody got hurt and. He could go in, and we wouldn't really lose much of a step, yeah. you know. But, um, but you know, he could, maybe could have started on any other team in the league. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, because we, we always start the season when we talk about who we got, and uh, more times than not, I always feel like, well, we got four. 
Yeah. You know, all right, who's going to be that fifth? Or we have five, and if some if someone goes down, but then as the season progresses, you know, then you run into like Jack. You know, yeah. like oh, okay, so we have six. You yeah. know, we can Noah fill someone and in. those guys, yeah, and, and they could go in there, and we we still function, and that yeah. just showed how much they came together as a group and yeah. pushed each other, and, and you know, and then it makes my job tough to like, all right, who's the best five? Yeah, and then but you're gonna like, all right, well, at least if somebody does go down or needs a break. It's like you don't, you know, you don't lose anything. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure there was those years where it was terrifying. Like, okay, oh. we we have five yeah. or four and a half. Yeah, here's remember the year we had to move uh, Clay Densdorf from he was started the year at uh, tight end, I think, and then he was a tackle, played tackle for me in tight end, and then ended up being the quarterback. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> that was the sometimes they're just lean years, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we've both only coached for the for two head coaches uh, and. I've had great experiences with both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're really good at letting letting you coach. Was Coach Kriegel always like that? Even when, when he was younger, because sometimes younger coaches can't have a mindset of like, well, I got to have my fingers in everything. But I feel like Coach Kriegel has always been like, I'm hiring you to coach. You're going to coach. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. When I got here, he was. Now it was probably a little different for me because Coach Kriegel was also an offensive lineman. Oh, so yeah. I think he liked to come down and, and play with us a little more than maybe other groups because he had that passion for offensive line. Yeah. Um, but he, you know he would never step on my toes or anything. He always let me coach. He just liked to come down and put in his, his words because, because he loved it so much. Um, but I say that, but I also was only with my group. So maybe he was going down and showing them wide receivers, how to break out of their stance or showing the running back, how to take the snap and, you know, or the, um, Take and the ball from the quarterback. Yeah. So maybe he was doing that, but well, you know, well, he, I just could tell his passion because he was an offensive yeah. lineman in he, college. He did come down. I remember when I was I was gone on a Thursday night practice in the summer. I was doing probably coaching another my kid doing something, and he's like, "Well, we uh, we worked on blocking." I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks. And then so I was like looking at the drill, and it was a drill. You know, if he's gonna do it, I'm gonna do it the rest of the year, right? Yeah. So that's something we did. Actually, but, I, I think I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember that. I mean, hey, oh, we worked on blocking. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. But I, I think we've been pretty lucky with who our head coaches have been. Like I said, we've only had two. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been good because there are some coaches who who are and I don't like I said I don't know what other head coaches but there are head coaches who can be like all right you're the offensive line coach it needs to be done this way exactly like this do these drills yeah but it's, then it's just not as fun though yeah you know? well that's what um yeah I, I never um like like you said I've only had two so I don't know how other coaches are mm-hmm. but if that's the case and other coaches are like that we've definitely been blessed and guys that just let us coach yeah now there's been times where um you know, they might put something on there. Maybe they had guys, you know, maybe Matt didn't have guys who knew, you know, as much about it as what some have in the past. Yeah. So he would put some stuff on there, some basic stuff, um, but did not police like, hey, you know what your position, you know what your guys need to do. Yeah. Do that. I think he was just putting that on the uh, um, the uh, schedule. Just, you know, if you needed something, you know, hey, work on these things. But yeah, yeah it just gave us the and Dirk's the same way, you know, Hey, you know, your guys, you're with them every day, mm-hmm. you know what you need to work on. So it's know. also good. It's also good. Like, Hey, these are the things we have to achieve, but mm-hmm. I'm letting you decide how to achieve those. Right. Things, right. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Cause it was honestly, well, the way things have been done were no different than what I did in college. Okay. You know, other than not having that annoying bell out there at college with a, <laughs> every five minutes would ring. So you kind of knew where you're at in practice, yeah. you know, whereas in, at, we just kept the time in, in, in high school, but yeah. the structure was the same. And, if, and if, even as a coach, you know, I would come in 
um, you know, when I, I coach actually tight ends when I was at Finley, but I would come in and write in my practice schedule. Mm-hmm. And so you come in at a certain time and then they would make copies of it. So everybody had the master copy, mm-hmm. uh, but no different than we come into practice and Matt or Dirk gives you the practice schedule and you write in what you're going to do during your individual time. And yeah. then you have, excuse me, group and team. And it's just same, you know, same structure. When, uh, uh, when you got the job at Eastwood, um, what was, well, first of all, what, what drew you to say like, Hey, I'm going to go apply to Eastwood. Cause you had applied at other places that we talked about. Um, uh, but what drew you to Eastwood specifically? Um, I think the distance, you know, I took a bus trip there and it was only ended up being like a 15 minute drive and straight from the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think being from a small area, um, you know, the, the, the country aspect, um, you know, I've loved my time in Perrysburg, you know, with your field right by I-75, but there's something different about when you grow up walking out to a field covered, surrounded by, um, cornfields yeah. or, you know, just nothing around you, just pretty much this dark hole with lights, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> when I thought about Eastwood, um, that, you know, attracted me, um, to that, 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 you know, blue collar country mm-hmm. tough, um, so, yeah, I just, eh, let's give it a shot and see what happens. And, yeah. and uh, funny, I, I when I emailed the um, the administration, I, and I did it pretty early, you know, I said, hey, full disclosure, I am from Elmwood. So, <laughs> <laughs> but here's my stuff. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you'd like to look oh, at it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, you guys have a new athletic director too, which yeah. uh, which is funny. I just saw him uh, at the baseball, Pittsburgh baseball game for, yeah. for Coach Hall. So I, uh, I didn't know he was going to be athletic director, too. So he's like, he was like, yeah, I was all part of that, too. I was like, oh, man, that's cool. So now there's two Perrysburg guys going over there. Yeah, and then the extra funny story is we live right behind each other. So Oh, really? Yeah. So um, <laughs> he actually uh, brought me this this shirt. Oh, nice. And uh, he's, he texted me one time and said, hey, I got a, a shirt for you. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll stop over. <laughs> so, you know, when, right around the block, and there he is. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess if I need anything or he needs to yell at me, he can always just come out in the front yard and yell at me. But What? <laughs> What are you? What are you excited for most? Like what? Because I know, like right now, you're learning the kids, and you know, you're probably doing weight room stuff, and you're trying to. I'm assuming you know, interviewing coaches, trying to find assistant coaches. What? What are you? Uh, I think being around the kids uh, right now, it's a struggle because I'm you know working at Perrysburg, and um, you know, one of those beautiful things about a small school is those kids are all in sports. Yeah. So. You know, when they do lift, it's in the morning, okay. which is a struggle for me because we, you know, HPI starts at 730. So it, it, I can't get there in the mornings and to go after school, there's not a whole lot of guys there. Yeah. Um, and I'm swamped with T-ball and stuff. So I'm just looking forward to the summer and being around the kids and um, teaching them something new. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they've ran the wing T for so long and I love the spread. So I'm excited and, and they're excited which makes me even more excited. That's going to be a huge change. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough, yeah. you know. Um, but well, you went through here also, in Perrysburg, right? I mean, because we ran wing T for so long, and then Coach Creel came and changed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they had a year in by the time I got here. Yeah, so, okay. you know, Matt started it in, in 2006 when he took over. And then, yeah, so they had that year. But, yeah, I guess yeah. I wasn't around for that first year transformation. Yeah. So I'll see it at Eastwood um, teaching it to see how – quick yeah it, you know it can these guys can get it but yeah. that's what i'm most looking forward that's to. that's cool yeah and i got to meet them a couple weeks ago 
Um, so yeah, it'll just be nice to be able to be around them and build, build those relationships. Yeah. And, and we didn't talk about the fact that you were a head coach. You, you know, you were the head coach of Perrysburg wrestling for several years. Uh, so that's, you know, that shouldn't be lost on anybody too. Like, Hey, this isn't a guy that's been off the line coach for 16 years. He was also that plus, you know, a head coach, he has head coaching experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And a lot of that is the, you know, the busy work that you got to do with the scheduling and the, um, you know, getting everything ready with the weight room, the plan, and uh, uh, yeah, like a, you know, parents, a, a lot more you know? parents, you yeah. know, and scheduling a meeting, making sure they're all on the same page, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and but also trying to put together your staff because obviously I get more assistant coaches than what I was allowed in the wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, trying to figure that out, and you know, with wrestling, you can have you know, all right, I've got a bigger guy that can wrestle the bigger guys, I got a smaller guy, you know, but with uh, football, you got all right, I need a guy that. Can, know something about receiving and yeah. know something about running backs and so yeah it brings those difficulties but as far as the structure of the program make sure everybody's on the same page and uh i heard you took another Pearsburg guy with you or he's i don't know if he's on your staff or if he's just in uh scrappy's going over there yep scrappy's yeah. coming over so he works for eastwood yep he, um, yeah he so, works there and coaches baseball there yeah so, so yeah i reached out for that. and see you know hey you want to continue to coach these guys um, so the structure of our program will probably be a little different than Perrysburg because we only get so many, um, stipends. Mm-hmm. So, and the kids, there's only so many kids. So I don't know what the numbers are going to look like now, but what I foresee is Scrappy's going to help us out. Um, co- you know, probably varsity receivers, okay. uh, but also be the freshman coach. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so we'll all be together and then probably break up during like team time so they can work with their individual classes and teams yeah yeah so that's what i see now yeah i I remember talking to him when the Perrysburg job came up and i remember talking to him like hey i'm gonna put in for this you know i don't know what's gonna happen but you know i think it would be nice if if we obviously i was the wide receivers coach at the time i was Mm -hmm. like so i'll need another one if i get hired so i asked him if he wanted to do he's like he was all about it you know so i'm excited for him too because like you said everything everything's eastwood right now for him except where he lives right so it's 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 perfect it's just it was a natural fit for him to be over there with you yeah yeah and it'll be nice to have somebody, oh, a couple guys that I know. Obviously, my brother's coming with me. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, Rick Desdorf's going to help out. He oh, nice. here for years and, you know, obviously has been around the game for years. Yeah. So. I like Rick. I uh, I need to get him on the podcast, too. He'd be good, good one to talk to. Yeah. He's, he was always, he's one of those guys uh, you have to really know, especially like, let's say you're a high school student and you're not in, uh, at the time he was coaching linebackers and tight ends, and you're not in his group, you just yeah. hear him and see him, you're like, man, I don't want to do anything about <laughs> that guy, right? I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. But once you get to know him, and he's a real good teacher, not just like to the kids, but I, I would always ask him questions. And yeah. I, th- I even think I went over there, I went to his house, just me and him, and we were talking about, uh, you know, the offense because I just wanted some some more ideas mm-hmm. or if or he was like hey if you ever become a head coach you know these are the things that I would focus on like he's just he's a real good teacher real good yeah. guy to to learn a lot of stuff from yeah him. he's been around the game for a long time yeah so yeah, yeah he he gets it yeah yeah uh, well Sam I don't want to keep you too long um, but because I know you have to get out of here um, but there's one more thing we have to do it's a new thing um, so I'm trying to get more traffic to my YouTube channel. Okay, okay, so I'm almost at 100 subscribers, which my kids make fun of me for. But uh, I can't help that they listen to people that have millions of subscribers. There's nothing I can do about that. So what we're going to do, I have this box here. It's a game, okay? Um, I can subscribe for you. You just got to tell me how to do it because I'm a <laughs> – I don't know all this stuff, man. That's what I hear about stuff about uh, like the YouTube or – a YouTuber, or they call them, and I'm like, what's a YouTuber? And like, oh, they have people following them. 
Like, I don't know. I follow you on Apple Podcasts. I didn't know it was different. Yeah. Different, so, uh, so you can subscribe just like anything else. Okay. You can, all you got to do, you have, if you have a YouTube account, you got to have an account um, just like anything else. You have a Spotify account or an Apple account. Yeah. I think I have one, like the school or whatever. Yeah. So you just, all you do is hit subscribe and, and then. My kids usually just watch Disney songs. But. <laughs> all, the, all it does is, you know, um, let you know. And sometimes it doesn't always do that. It lets you know like when when new videos come out. Okay. Right? So what we're gonna do here, uh, this is gonna be a, a YouTube only segment, but people here and people listening will um, hear the questions and then they'll have to go to YouTube to find the answers. So pick any any card out of here. Uh, this this game is called Let's Get Deep. Um, so there's three sets of questions. There's icebreaker, there's deep, and deeper. So pick pick anything you want out of there. We'll read the question, and then they'll have to go to YouTube to find the an answer. Right. Here, I'll, I'll get it for you. All right. So here's the question. Uh, again, Sam, we'll, we'll end the podcast with this question. But again, I appreciate you coming out here. We've had, and we didn't talk about this, but I really enjoyed like, our conversations we would have. Uh, nice at practice, before games. Like, it was just uh, uh, it was fun to talk to you, and you know, we could be real with each other. And So I, I ain't going to miss that. I'm going to miss you being out there, but I'm really excited for you to, to be at Eastwood. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And thanks for having me on. And yeah, I mean, the relationships that you build, especially, you know, I didn't know how long I was here until uh, when Matt had stepped down and they had said how many years he had been the head coach. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wow, I got here a year after him. <laughs> so I've been here for, at that time, it was 15 years. Yeah. Like, I, I never had a commitment that long. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, and now it's been, what, an extra two. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the rela- relationships that you build. And, yeah. and I've had so much fun here. And, and I'm not going far. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I continue to, I want to stay in touch with you guys. So, well, I'm, we, we plan on uh, tailgating at BGSU for their homecoming every year now because last year was so much fun. So, we'll definitely have to see you up there. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one of them uh, Toledo BG games and see a couple <laughs> oh, yeah, guys for going sure. at it. That'd yeah. Be nice. Yeah. All right. So, uh, here's the question. Um, uh, this is actually you pulled a deeper question so this is the deepest level we can get Uh what sacrifices have you made in your life so that's the question if you want to see when you want to see his answer go over to YouTube page and that'll be the video there again Sam uh, thanks for coming on the podcast thank you thanks everybody for downloading that uh, great episode with Sam Cotterman new football coach at new head football coach at Eastwood High School it was uh, like I said it was a great conversation Uh, learned a lot about him the fact that he likes to bake, uh, I don't even know. I don't know if I knew that. Like you said, um, so that that was cool. Uh, just everything dealing, you know, dealing with uh, uh, going to college, you know, hanging hanging around with his brother. You know, that, that's such a great relationship. Like I said in the podcast, when you can just be with your brother all the time and you know call each other idiots, but still get things done. So uh, uh, it was great hearing about that. And obviously, check out the uh, YouTube only segment. Uh, you heard the question again. The question here, I'll, I'll repeat it. What sacrifices have you made in your in your life? Uh, he had a great answer, so so please check that out on the YouTube page. Subscribe everywhere. You know, if you just listen, subscribe to whatever you're, uh, you're listening on, whatever service you use. Um, that uh, that helps us out here at the podcast. Uh, obviously, I'm looking for more YouTube subscribers. I'm close to 100 there. I'm close to 20,000 downloads for the entirety of this podcast. So that's pretty exciting too. Got some big numbers. Uh, milestones that I'm reaching here. So help me out with that whenever you get a chance. Uh, as always, thanks to Fort Max CrossFit. Uh, any you want any information about any classes they have to offer, check out fortmaxcrossfit.com. And as always, thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Big Daddy Graphics, and Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.